Today, we got another episode of Walmart Talk, where we get to talk to somebody who has sold millions of dollars on the platform, but he's also going to talk about selling on lesser-known platforms like Target and Zulily. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey guys, you know, we've had a few guests here on the podcast that work for Thrasio. Now, what Thrasio is, is they're a company that acquires leading FBA brands from small business owners just like you. They've got the experience of acquiring over 125 Amazon businesses, so they've seen it all when it comes to managing and growing an Amazon brand. So if you are thinking about selling your FBA business, visit Thrasio.com forward slash helium 10 to connect with the Thrasio's deal team. That's T-H-R-A-S-I-O.com forward slash helium 10 for more information on if your brand is a good fit for Thrasio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. And today we've got our second ever episode of what we call here Walmart Talk that we do every you know few weeks or so. The first one was Carrie a while back when we first announced our tools. And, and we're inviting back to the show somebody who's been on here twice already, Michael. Michael, how's it going? Hey, Bradley. How you doing? Thanks for having me. All right. Now, Michael, you know, you, you've had a, a great story. I remember you know, meeting you when you were still like 19 years old and, and you know, we, we couldn't take you to the clubs uh, at our social events and stuff because you didn't have a, you didn't have a, you know, ID that said you were 21 and, and now you're like a, you know, big baller. You were a big baller back then too. And <laughs> and I remember you were talking about your brother who's like, oh yeah, my brother's like 16 years old. And he's just getting started. But now your brother's a big baller too in the, in the e-commerce world. So it's really, it's really uh, cool to have seen your growth over the last uh, three, four years. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. Cool. Cool. Now we're going to, you know, talk a lot about Walmart of course, but I want to just catch up on your other endeavors first, because obviously you're not just a Walmart seller. You know, you started on eBay and then, you know, Amazon's been your main thing for a while, but let, you know, just catch me up. You know, the last time we talked, you know, you were, you were getting launched uh, on Target and Groupon. So let me just talk about those because that is something other than you, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody else on this show about those. So let's start with Target. Like what's been, how's Target been for you the last year? So Target, we have one account that we've been selling pretty decently on Target, but our main account that we've been working with Target, um, we're actually, um, for that main account, we're still in the onboarding phases of, of Target. There's been like a lot of work to get everything set up properly on Target. Um, and I, I'm pretty confident once everything's set up um, really well for our main account, it's going to be pretty big channel. Um, but for our, for our other account, we're doing pretty well on Target. It's really interesting because Target, um, for Target, is really, you don't have to do a lot of like ranking work and things like that. So it's a lot about just getting your listings set up really well and working with your, like having good relationships with your, you know, your buyer and um, just the account managers there to, you know, give your products visibility. So it's much more of like, you know, personal relationship um, kind of process. So it's like, get, make your listings really good, which is all, always easier for Amazon sellers because we already have good content for our listings. So it's like, you know, get those posted really well and then just, you know, work with your with your buyers, work with your with account managers to just, you know, get visibility to your products, you know. So, you know, whether it's different promotions they'll put us in or emails or things like that. So um, it's playing it's a little bit of a different game, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's how a lot of these, you know, marketplaces work. So 
um, knowing how to just, you know, um, handle that side of things has been interesting because Amazon, you don't really need to do any of that. Um, so yeah. that's been interesting for Target. So, so you said one account is still an onboarding, but, but you've been selling on, on another account. Yeah. So, um, we, we have, we have a smaller account, one of our smaller brands that we sell on, on Target. So, um, that we've had for already, I think it's been over two years. Um, so, um, that's been good. How do you fulfill orders on that platform? So we're a dropship vendor. So we fulfill out of our own warehouse. Um, and when orders come in, um, we'll fulfill them out of our own warehouse. All right. So, you know, knowing what you know about, about Amazon and Walmart world and, and the average Amazon seller out there, who would you suggest to say, Hey, go apply and, and get started on target? Like, is it about the niche you're in? Is it about, you need to probably be at this level of sales or, or what, who out there of our listeners would you say, all right, guys, go, go ahead and, and apply to sell on target. I, I'm assuming I, it's not everybody. Yeah. So I would say if you have a really strong brand presence, um, and like a very strong brand presence, strong, like a really good looking brand, um, a good presence online, um, you know, whether that's, you know, Amazon, a good website, good social, um, I would, I would apply there. Um, they're, the buyers aren't going to, you know, Target in general is, you know, favors brands a lot and they're, they're much more like that. Um, but if you have a good brand, um, they're much more likely to accept you. And, you know, it's interesting because similarly how Walmart works, like if you do well on target.com, which is a growing marketplace, like in the past year, the size of you is ridiculous. But um, if you do well on, on target.com, um, the buyers will approach you to, you know, potentially be considered for um, their retail um, and one of my mm. friends has a beauty brand that they launched on target.com. It did well. And, um, they're launching in target, um, um, nationwide. So, um, it's kind of an interesting thing that, you know, a lot of that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So that's, that's an interesting one. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, um, what's the application process like, you know, do they, is it pretty easy to find on their website or, yeah, or so they have hidden or? Yeah. If you Google it, there's a form. Um, what I would like doing is like, you're not going to really get too far with the form um, usually. So what I like doing is look at, look for contacts of the buyer um, in, in your category. Um, and, you know, whether it's on LinkedIn or, you know, different people that might know them or whatever that is and try to reach out to them as well. Um, you know, you could put the application through, but once you put the application through, try to get in contact with the buyer or, you know, somebody in that category. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're, you know, it, it's easier than you think to get out access to them and, um, kind of speak to them if you do it right. So, um, yeah, there's obviously different events and like trade shows and things like that, like online trade shows that, you know, could help, um, you know, mm -hmm. for marketplaces like target, but you know, some people are getting accepted through their just online portal. Okay. And then like, is this a brand that you're sell selling on Walmart and Amazon as well? Uh, yeah, but it's, it, it doesn't, it's mainly retail. What do you mean mainly retail? So like it's mainly, um, it, it doesn't mean it's mainly in stores. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you got the, the product in stores in target, not in stores in target, mainly in stores and like other stores. So, oh, okay. Okay. So, so it's not cause, cause the reason I was asking is I was just wondering like if, you know, what's the ratio like, Hey, I sell 10 units a day on Amazon, three units on Walmart. Uh, and one unit on target or something like, like if you have any idea of, yeah, of, I would you know, say it would be, if like, it, it's really hard to compare that. Cause it's all depends like where you ranked on Amazon for like, you know, yeah. cause you could have products that ranked on like page three on Amazon, but like page top page one for Walmart and on target. Mm -hmm. So like the way I would like to say it is like, if you're doing, I guess a hundred a day on Amazon, yeah. um, you know, 10 a day on Walmart, yep. probably like one to two a day on target. 
Okay. All right. What about Groupon? How's that been going for the last year? Did you so did Groupon, you off of that platform or still doing it? We're still doing it. It's terrible. I mean, in like not <laughs> just in like a sales way. It's just they're very hard to work with. They closed down their merchant platform, right? So they like they used to have like you know they were doing they were they were doing goods, um, you know, um, Groupon goods, and then they closed it down right before COVID because um, they were just going to focus on services. But then um, obviously that didn't work out really well with COVID, so they relaunched it. Um, it's a little bit annoying because, you know, everything kind of has to work through buyers. Um, there's the, like, sometimes you'll just, if you get the right in the right promotion and the right visibility, you'll sell a ton, you know, in like 24 hours, but then sometimes you just won't move a lot. So like, I know one of our products, like we, a couple months ago, like we were moving like 30, 40 units a day there. And then like, now I think it moves like two units a day, you know? So it's like, okay. then like, it'll have one week where they'll put in a promotion and it'll move a few hundred units. So it's diff- It's interesting. It, it's, it's, it's not as much worth the hassle. Like I like, you know, platforms where you could just set up your listings properly, um, set up your, your catalog there properly, have a good presence and, you know, um, you know, do th- little things here and there to help it grow, but you know, it has a presence of its own and it, it's really sells on its own. And with Groupon, it's just a little more difficult for that. All right. Any other new platforms uh, for you? I remember last time we talked, you were wanting to start bigger on Amazon Canada. Did that ever go down or? Um, we do do an Amazon Canada, um, but something interesting that we've done recently is Zulily. Um, and it, it was actually, it's interesting the way it works is, and I like it because, you know, they, they're operated a little, you know, a little more like, I guess you would say a retailer. So they place POs um, and it's like, you know, they pay, I don't know, I think it's like net 45 or whatever it is. But um, it, it was very simple to do. Like you don't need EDI set up for them. Um, you don't need a lot of just, you know, a lot of the things that when you work with a, a more a traditional retailer you need. Um, they, it, it was pr- pretty simple to do. And like they have a very easy and simple um, interface to use. Um, and like it just, it, it, the process was really simple and easy. And um, it, I don't remember all the numbers, but the way it works is you basically, you know, pitch them a product if they like it. Um, you know, they'll put it part of a deal. Um, and then, you know, I think the deals, they have different deal lengths, but like, I think our deal was like seven days. Um, you put the mm-hmm. amount of quantity you're allocating for it. Um, and you know, they have a set, they, we agree on, you agree on a set price, um, that you're going to sell it to them too. And then what, you know, they're going to sell it, whatever. Um, and then what they're going to sell it at, um, and they usually want, I think like 30% lower than what you would usually do wholesale, but you could just compare it to any product, you know, a more expensive listing you have or whatever. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's really good for, um, it, you, you acquire a lot of like high quality customers. Cause it's like a very targeted audience. Um, it's much bigger than I thought. Um, I don't remember what the amount was, but I know whatever we allocated, we sold out. Um, but also that is like, you know, you could, by just having a deal live there, you could sell, but um, by, you know, communicating with your buyer and the account managers there, like you could get them to put it in different emails, um, Mm -hmm. and different, you know, more marketing behind the campaign and you could do a ton of volume. So I've had friends that, you know, sold like hundred K in like 24 hours on, you know, some of their products there. So, um, it really depends on what products you have and, um, you know, how much marketing they're putting behind your product. But it's a lot of like, if you, you know, you have good communication with them and um, you promote that well. So that's something we're going to be doing more of, but we, we did it, I think a few okay. months ago and it worked really well. Interesting. All right. Now, just in general for your Amazon business, I mean, you've been seven figures, you know, for years, but uh, what would you say across just your Amazon? I'm not sure if you just look at that uh, channel by itself, but what would you project your, your 2021 sales uh, going to end up being? 
it's a little complicated because there's just a few different accounts and stuff like that. Sure. But I would say like um, for Amazon, I think we're probably, you know, we had one account that did really well this year. So we're probably looking at like close to 6 million um, okay. for Amazon. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All right. Now let's get to uh, what we came here to talk about, which is Walmart. So first of all, what about Walmart sales uh, across all your different platforms? You have, you have an estimated uh, target for 2021 of what you think you're going to hit. Uh, yeah. Um, so I would, I, across our accounts on Walmart, I would say we'll probably hit, I would, if the holiday season goes well, we'll probably hit like $4 million on Walmart. Wow. So it's, it's yeah. catching up to, uh, to yeah. Amazon. Yeah. And Amazon. Because you've got a lot of Walmart only SKUs. Yeah. We have a lot of Walmart only SKUs. Um, Let, let's talk about that for a little bit. Yep. Um, did you say four? Wait, you said 4 million, right? Yep. Okay. So that's some, that, what, what we talked, what, what we just said, Walmart only SKUs, that might be a, a concept foreign to a lot of people. Like, wait a minute. I thought we should only you know, just take our Amazon SKUs and sell on Walmart, which guys, yeah, you absolutely should. You know, if you're selling on Amazon, you've got the product already, you know, you got your own warehouse or something here. Absolutely. Uh, just, just make the listings there. But what inspired you to, to say, you know what, I got this idea. And instead of starting on Amazon, like everybody else on this SKU, I'm just going to go directly to Walmart. Like, like, how did you have that idea that I don't think many people <laughs> think about. So the way I look at it is once I, the, once I decided to really take Walmart seriously, it was a lot, I tried to do this, everything in business. It was a lot more about like really understanding if on a much deeper level and um, coming up with like my own, you know, approach to, so to say how I, you know, treat Walmart. Like there's so many things you could focus on so many different ways to do it. Same with Amazon, but you know, I wanted to just develop an approach for how we approach it and, you know, what we're going to focus on and, you know, what our goals with Walmart are. And, you know, as I dove more deep into it, what I've started to notice was um, the type of products that, you know, who the Walmart customer is, who the Walmart shopper is, um, where is the Walmart platform going, how it's evolving and, um, you know, where the opportunity lies on Walmart. And, you know, what I started noticing a lot is, you know, a lot of Walmart shoppers are, you know, they're buying very specific products. Um, they know they do less browsing than Amazon shoppers. They know exactly what kind of what they want. It's usually they'll come to Walmart for very, you know, simple, straightforward products, um, general products that um, they purchase a lot of times in stores. So what we'll do a lot of time, what we noticed is um, Walmart shoppers, they're very simple, like what the products they want to purchase. Um, they're purchasing very general products. And on Amazon, um, the way just Amazon shoppers shop and the way Amazon sellers are successful a lot of times is, you know, there's a lot of pretty like niche products on Amazon that do really well because there's so much volume on Amazon. Um, a lot of times Amazon sellers are able to do well with these very specific products. And a lot of times for very general products, it's very difficult for Amazon sellers to do well because, you know, you're going to, for a kitchen knife, you're going to try selling a kitchen knife on Amazon. You're competing with so many sellers been there for so long. It puts you at a big disadvantage. Um, on Walmart, not only the proportional amount, it's two things. Number one, the proportional amount of traffic for those keywords is so much larger than um, long tail keywords and specific things mm -hmm. um, because um, shoppers just don't come to Walmart um, for very specific items and they don't, mm -hmm. unique items, I would say. And they, when they come to Walmart, they don't, they're not accustomed to like searching very particularly for what they, what they need because there isn't such a large arrangement of products like on Amazon. So, you know, there's shirts, shirts more generally. So um, we'll find is a lot of times is those general products just do really well on, on Walmart. And 
as Amazon sellers, it's very hard to launch those general products because it's going to cost you so much. It's really hard to differentiate. You need to differentiate. Otherwise, you're just it's going to be too hard to be successful. Um, but on Walmart, those work really well. But on Amazon, these really unique products that do really well on Amazon or these more niche products, yeah. they just they're, they don't have enough volume on Walmart. So once we sort of say, started realizing that, we realized that, you know, we obviously could be successful with, you know, the regular products we have on Amazon. You might as well put those on Walmart. But there's a lot of opportunity with these other products that are more general. So, so walk me through a process that you've used or, or plan to use as far as how to find some of these that you're, that you're mentioning, like, like, Hey, uh, we want to launch a new Walmart product. All right, here's how we're going to find where this opportunity is. So what we like to do a lot of times is we'll number one, we have like buckets of the types of products we sell. So first of all, we like to find products within certain buckets of products that we sell because it allows for cross-selling and upselling opportunities. So that's the first thing. Um, but when we actually start the research, what we'll do is we'll go to bestseller lists on Walmart and we'll go to bestseller lists on Amazon and we'll look through those bestseller lists um, and try to find which products are coming up a lot in the bestseller list. So a lot of times like, you know, in Home and Kitchen, like let's say there's, you know, a bunch of different knives coming up in the bestseller list, then, you know, not, not, not saying we're going to launch exactly one of those knives, but you know, yeah. we'll know that we want to launch a knife. Um, on Walmart, we'll pay less attention to which exact type of product is the bestseller because it just, there isn't as much, um, you know, the reason why other products might be a bestseller is just not on Walmart. So that's why it's not a bestseller. But if we see, for example, again, knives are bestsellers, then, you know, it'll be an indication for us. And we'll try to find the knife that, you know, is the most generic and that will, you know, we'll be able to convert for the very general keywords. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So give us some examples of some of your, your top sellers, you know, not, not mention you don't, you don't have to mention your product, but Hey, we launched this product back in March and now it's doing 20 units a day, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I have a couple examples. So, um, for example, uh, and this is something we would never be able to launch on Amazon. Um, but we have uh, a garden hose, like, nozzle top i don't know what even what it's called exactly but one of those you know um, hose tops um and we launched obviously though it's extremely you know large product and competitive product it would be really hard to launch on amazon i don't know what but probably like the top sellers on amazon have like thirty thousand reviews um on walmart we launched it probably like you know i don't know five six months ago already from within you know we launched it from starting from probably like three weeks after launch two and a half weeks after launch we started doing like um 60 units a day on walmart with it and wow. we consistently range between it depend you know now um you know during the peak summer it was higher but um between like 40 to 80 units a day um uh, is where um we range for daily with that product and now you know it's not as much peak season but it'll still do like 40 units a day um i think you know this week it's been done on average of like 45 units a day or something like wow. that so um yeah that's been an interesting product and you know it's so interesting that you basically it's a it's just about getting your listings done well and set up properly a little bit of very simple launch mechanisms um, and you know, you really capture all, you, you get the top ranking and you really could capture those sales and um, maintain the rank. So you, you doing some search fine buy well, so we did um, for that product. We didn't do search fine buy. We just made a really good listing. We did PPC for a couple of weeks. Um, and, um, we ranked, but we've done search fine buys for other products, um, on Walmart search fine buy on Walmart is very interesting because the way the Walmart algorithm works is I don't want to get fully into the way the Walmart algorithm works because sure. it, it's a full discussion, but once you're on front page four, so from spot 126, I'm sorry, 128, 
until spot until spot one. Um, it's based on on conversion rate, um, almost majority based on conversion rate, um, where you're ranked within there. So by new listings, you know, it's pretty easy, I guess you could say to manipulate the conversion rate or not even manipulating it just to have a really high conversion rate, um, by, you know, these targeted, um, sales that you're driving, whether it's, you know, targeted traffic through email or you're doing search find buy or whatever it is. But, um, odd times for these new listings, we'll start, we'll send very targeted traffic. Um, so our conversion rate's really high for the first, you know, couple of weeks, it'll rank really high. And then but conversion rate for what though? That keyword that or keyword. just the product is okay. So, so then, so then, um, two step URLs would still work, you know, like how we, we've got those or, or is it all search find by? Yeah. So like uh, we did a lot of tests with this and had a lot of discussions about it. It comes out. We think based on our tests that search find buys do work better, but the links, two step links still work well enough. Um, what we like to do for the link is basically choose the, write the keyword and then just filter on the side, there's a filter by brand and just filter by brand and then use mm-hmm. that link. Cause when you filter by brand, then only your products under that keyword are going to show up. Um, mm, and okay. that link has been working really well for us. Um, so we do, we've been doing that. I, th- I think that's part of our, our gems. Yeah. Um, I think we use, um, right I think we use the gems link. Um, yeah. yeah by, by the way, guys, we're talking about helium 10.com forward slash gems, which is free for everybody where, you know, you can, you can enter in a brand or, or store, uh, or seller and then and then do a two-step URL. Okay, let's see. All right, so let's talk a little bit about these, either the, the Walmart-only brands or the ones you sell on Amazon and Walmart. I'm assuming for your Amazon products, you're printing the FN SKU actually on the box and on your packaging, right? Yeah, so for our Amazon products, we're, we're using UPCs mainly. Um, oh, UPCs. So we don't have to, yeah. So that, so that means it's co- commingled inventory? Yeah. Okay, but- so then... Okay, that answers my question because I was just wondering, I was like, wait a minute, like if you're doing FN SKUs on it, like what are you doing for when you send this to WFS? So WFS, by the way, guys, is kind of like the FBA of Walmart. So if you just have UPCs on all your packaging, it's the literal same exact package you can send to Walmart or to Amazon. Yep, and it makes it so much more, you know, we have a lot of SKUs. So just in terms of streamlining operations, um, keeping that same UPC and then, um, you know, managing like that just makes it much easier. So then let's talk about a more typical Amazon seller like me who, who doesn't, I mean, of course we all have UPCs on, um, you know, in the back end of our Amazon listings, but most of us print the FN SKU onto our packaging. What would I need to do to send that to WFS? Do I have to cover up the FN SKU with another sticker of the UPC? Yeah, that, uh, that's what I would say is the easiest thing to do because you need to send it in with the UPC. So um, I would just cover up the, uh, the FN SKU label with the UPC um, with the UPC sticker. Um, they, okay. they might have their own, like also labeling options that are not UPC. Um, we don't deal with anything as it's not UPC just because it makes things much more complicated. But I think the easiest thing to do is just UPC label over the FN SKU. I know we have one account that we use FN SKUs and, um, I'm 99% sure that's what we do. Okay. Now walk us through a little bit WFS because, uh, you know, a year or two ago, like almost nobody was in this program, but now, it seems like Walmart has opened it up and it's getting like, is it two day delivery across the board? Are you sending to different locations? Is it all to one location? What's the, you know, how does it compare to FBA? I mean, think about what, what our typical Amazon seller out there might be wondering who's never you know dealt with WFS. Awesome. So I love this topic because I love WFS. So um, when WFS launched, we were the first batch of sellers approved to the WFS program. 
Um, I don't I remember, I think maybe it was like 100 sellers. I don't remember exactly how many sellers were in the first batch of sellers for WFS. Um, so kind of I've seen like sort of say the evolution of the plaf- of the program. Um, I guess some basic things to know about WFS is right now there's a good advantage of using WFS um, and, you know, you don't need WFS to succeed on Walmart. That being said, it has so much of an impact um, on your performance um, and just your competitive advantage on Walmart. And it's becoming more and more of a necessity. I always be like, you know, soon you're going to have to be WFS in order to, you know, to be competitive. So why not do it now when you get a little bit of an advantage um, and a little competitive edge out of doing WFS? Mm -hmm. So that's my approach on WFS. Um, The way it works is, you know, very similarly to how, you know, Amazon FBA works. Um, They have a contract with FedEx that, you know, they updated a few months ago that the pricing is really cheap. Like for some of our shipments into WFS, it's cheaper than our, the Amazon, you know, UPS rates that you get. So um, that's pretty cool. Also, so instead of you having to cover the shipping, it's like Amazon where, where they give you a, a partnered shipping cost. Exactly. Yeah. And the pricing is really good. Um, it's through FedEx um, and it's really good pricing. Can you send directly from your factory in China or something to WFS or do you have to send it to a local facility first and make it a domestic shipment. We send them um, directly from our factories as well um, uh, to WFS, and you know it, it's been working pretty well. Um, they, you know, you have to just make sure you give your factory all the guidelines of how they want their stuff, you know, prepared. Um, but um, yeah, we've been doing that. We started doing that. We didn't do that right away because we wanted to make sure it, you know, everything was streamlined. But a few months ago, we started sending directly from our factories, and um, it, it's obviously been saving money and time. Okay. Cool. Uh, what about on the retail side of, of things, like how customers view, you know, you know how on Amazon there's like a prime badge and then they say two day delivery and stuff like, how does it look to a, a, a buyer on Walmart when somebody has, um, you know, WFS? So when you look on Walmart, um, you'll see there's like this Walmart plus logo. It's called, it's called Walmart plus on the customer side. Um, um, and you'll see it's like it's like a Walmart logo with it's kind of like a version of the Walmart logo, um, you know, under the price um, or like on like ne- in that price area. Um, and you know, so a few things about it is that because kind of as we mentioned before, like your ranking is mainly determined by conversion rate um, from spot from spot one twenty eight until um, spot one. Um, one fact it's a little off topic one thing i want to mention about that is a lot of times you'll notice products um in the first 10 spots that like maybe you know shouldn't be there or are not you you don't think are as you know make sense that they sell as much um and they're that's why they're on on the top spots a lot of the reason why they're there is there's something called pin um spots so um the first it depends which keyword, but like, I think it's approximately like 10 slots, um, for, um, different keywords, um, is products chosen by the Walmart buyer. Um, and the Walmart buyer will go and be like, I want these 10 products, um, to show in the, you know, I want this product to show spot one. I want this product to show spot two and it's called pinned items and it'll be there for 14 days. Um, that's just a little point, little tidbit. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So if something has intrigued, uh, you know, current or potential Walmart sellers walk, you know, really quickly through the process of, of applying, like, can anybody apply? Should they hit a certain level before they apply? How fast does it take to get approved? What's the approval rate? Things, things like that. Yeah. So the way Walmart works is, um, they have a pretty simple application. It used to be more complicated. They wanted like, I know it was like 400,000 revenue and whatever. Um, but now it's more simple. 
Um, they want to make sure you're like a legitimate brand or a legitimate um, company with a, a presence. So they're going to ask you for links to like your Amazon or your website. You want to send them links where, you know, it shows you have a good presence. Um, they like large assortments of products. So um, if you have like a website with a large assortment of products, um, I suggest you put that on there. Um, they, you know, it goes through something called their trust and safety team where they just make sure you're legit. Um, a lot of times what they've been doing is um, conditional approval. So you basically get approved right away. Um, and then um, it'll go, it's a conditional approval and then it'll go through like another vetting, so to say process. Um, and either you'll get like approved or then denied. Um, and, um, you know, um, a lot of times right now, they're just, the accounts that have done well, they've been accepting accounts. If you do get denied, which happens all the time, you could just appeal, um, explain to them, like what I always like doing is explain to them, you know, you know, why, you know, that you're, you know, you take, you're, you have a really strong catalog and, um, you know, you're investing a lot in growing your catalog. And, you know, I like saying that we're planning on putting behind, you know, ad dollars and things like that. Um, and, you know, we got denied for a couple of accounts, appealed and got approved. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't get too concerned about it if you get denied. You could appeal again if it gets denied. You can still appeal again. Um, they're going to, you know, loosen it up more. Um, but right now it's technically pretty strict, but um, I know most, most people haven't been getting it, having too many issues as long as they have a okay. presence. All right. You just mentioned like approval and denial. We're talking about, you know, WFS, but I think uh, approval and denial is is one of the main topics of, of people applying just to sell on Walmart. So, oh, yeah. I was talking about um, selling at Walmart. Sorry. I'm about WFS. Oh, so you were talking about yeah, selling at Walmart. Okay. Walmart. I thought you were talking about w WFS. All right. L let's, let's expound further on, on that then. So the typical, I heard, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like one of the reasons why people are, are not hearing back is like maybe they didn't realize they had applied like a couple years ago or something and, and now this is like a duplicate and then so that's what ties it up or what are you seeing as one of the main reasons why people are are either getting denied or or not hearing back for a while the main reason why people are getting aren't are getting denied is because of their presence how their presence looks like on amazon or whatever you know platform whatever other platform they link there yeah um so that's the main reason why people are getting denied you just want your company to look like a legit company they don't want to work with like random seller accounts. You know, they don't want to have these issues that Amazon is having where like, you know, different companies have like 15 different seller accounts and things like that. So they want to just, you know, make sure it's legit clean businesses. So um, if your business looks good, just make sure it, it, it's pretty clear of like that on the on, on the application and you usually will be um, fine. Um, but yes, um, you, if you did get denied before, you want to log in um, to that account and open up a case uh, appeal under that account. I got denied um, and you could still log in. You know, a lot of times you have a lot, like they'll send you an email with the login, even if you get denied. Um, and then you could open up a case under there um, to, uh, to basically, you know, to appeal the decision. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Now, you know, in the past, in all of our other episodes, or first of all, speaking of other episodes, I'm still on your case because you were supposed to be the ultimate culmination from the very first episode I had you on where it just so happened that's uh, another Amazon seller who had the same exact birthday as you. Um, you were supposed to get married to her so that we can just like have the most epic, uh, you know, podcast moment ever. But I take it you're not you have you you're not married yet. Nah, you never know though, right? It's still time. I'm only twenty. All right, still time, still time. <laughs> Anyways, we, we still have time for that one, yeah. guys. Go go check back to Michael's first episode uh, on our podcast to see what what that's about. But we're, we have the dating connection here too on on the podcast. But anyways. Uh, like as I was saying, you know, you are a podcast veteran here, so you know how we we do our T 
TST 30 second tip. But instead of just doing one little thing, instead of keeping it to 30 seconds, I thought we'd take like the last five, 10 minutes here and just do some, you know, whatever you think is a great tip for Walmart. It could be about PPC. It could be about, um, you know, listing optimization. It could be about customer service. It could be about whatever, uh, you know, you're, you're not tied to 30 seconds, but I don't want to take the whole 10 minutes for just one tip. So if you can get like three or four good ones in here, let's, let's rock and roll. Awesome. Let's do it. So just some tips for Walmart. Um, I think you should number one, um, take a lot of, um, understand something about the Walmart platform, which is the customers are used to buying from national brands from brands they know already and trust. They're not as accustomed to buying from private label brands. Keeping that in mind, um, you want to, when you're crafting your listings and something that we do is try to, you know, you're lacking some trust that they usually have. So try to, um, there's ways to, to um, build that trust with the customer on Walmart. Um, and the way, ways you could do that is we like to use rich media, which is basically enhanced brand content, um, to, um, you know, to tell, tell the brand story more and to build some brand trust, add in some social proof there. Um, so that's something we do, um, just in general, at, um, building consumer trust, um, with, with, um, consumer trust on your listings is really important. Mm -hmm. Some small thing ways we do that is we'll add in like a small scroll of UGC images, um, you know, like Instagram style images of people using our product, um, into the, um, you know, the A plus content area. Um, what we'll also do is, um, there's an FAQ section you could use on Walmart. Um, what we'll do is we'll have like people ask questions, we'll have like the commonly asked questions and a response you could add in video responses. We'll have like an influencer um, or, you know, a customer at answer the answer the question, like a short video mm -hmm. style um, helps build consumer trust. So that's a little thing about trust. Um, some other things that just for Walmart, I think is really important is um, right now it's much easier to take up real estate on Walmart than um, it is on other platforms. And it doesn't really cost, um, you know, there's a little bit of advertising spend here and there, but it doesn't really cost to take up space on Walmart. So what I would say is, is something that's just, a, you, you could really do. And we've been doing is bundling, um, you know, bundling is basically an opportunity to make more listings and have more visibility for big products. So a lot of times we'll, you don't want to bundle where you, you know, the price point is higher, so you can't compete at the main keywords. But what we'll do a lot of times is, We'll bundle and add in products into a bundle that, you know, it keeps the, pr the product basically at the same price point. So for, you know, um, resistance bands, we'll make a resistance bands with a jump rope. The price might be the same price almost or like 50 cents or a dollar more. Um, our cost is basically a dollar more, um, but it gives us another, you know, spot on page one to take up. Um, so we'll do a lot of different things with bundling, which um, is a great opportunity to just take up more space. Um, what you'll notice is on Walmart, there's a lot of like customers who viewed also viewed, customers who purchased also purchased. So the more listings you really have um, in the category, you'll just, you know, your product will get more visibility, which also helps with trust. Customers see your brand more, they see your, you, you know, they recognize, they start recognizing your brand on Walmart. So that's obviously, um, you know, something that uh, we like doing. Um, okay. Advertising, I think there's a lot of tips with advertising, but you know, you want it. The platform's constantly evolving. It just kids are so cheap right now. You're not really bidding against people. So, um, like take advantage of just learning the platform now and, um, being able to just, you know, gain that rank while it's just so cheap. Okay. Any others for us? 
Okay. So yeah, another thing we could do is um, that I I like doing for Walmart is understanding that there's also a human element to Walmart. There is buyers and merchants behind um, each category in Walmart. So, um, you know, if you have a product that's doing well, try to reach out to your merchant. You know, you can find them on LinkedIn or whatever that is. Communicate with them. Um, you might be able to get your product in like featured deals or, um, you know, um, part of, you know, maybe their retail program or whatever that might be, but, um, definitely getting it on their radar. It'll be more, they'll be, you know, likely to pin it. Or once you start working with them, maybe they'll pin other products of yours. Um, so, um, you know, don't forget about that element, you know, as Amazon sellers, we're not really used to that as much. Um, but Walmart does has that component to it. And there's, it used to be Walmart had two buying teams, uh, uh, like a mer- uh, a retail buying team and then an e-commerce buying team. Um, now, you know, they, as of last year, it's been more than a year, they dissolved that and it's just one team. So the merchants in charge of .com are also in charge of retail. So, um, you know, it, it's good to build a relationship with them um, and be able to do that. So that's another thing that um, I think is important and people aren't paying attention to as much. All right. How about, you know, obviously it's still in, in the beta phase and it's just, uh, you know, new and you've helped us out a lot with with developing some of these these new tools. But but has your team started uh, using any of the new Helium 10 tools for Walmart and and what parts of it do you think people might be overlooking? Like the one uh, like the thing that comes to my mind is an X-ray, you know, looking at the gift, uh, like how many are gift uh, gift eligible, because that tells you if it's a vendor product or not. Yeah. Or, so there's like honestly that. really good things with the, there's some really cool things with the tools. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's been pretty cool to be able to work with the intent team as they're developing these tools. So, you know, they're actually tools that are actually, you know, really help Walmart vendors and help Walmart sellers. Um, and you know, there's, there's some really cool things, for example, um, Cerebro, um, I know our like copywriting team has been really excited about it because there's, you know, it's really helped, um, to just be able to craft your list and craft our listings um, specifically for Walmart. Um, there's, it, it just, it, it makes it really efficient. Um, I think, you know, something mistake people are making on Walmart is they're just putting their Amazon listings on Walmart to copy the same way. There's some simple guides out there and information on how Walmart wants their listings, try to follow them. Um, but, you know, using, as you're redoing those listings, using Cerebro to just know which keywords you want to focus on um, is honestly really good. Um, it helps a lot and it's been saving us a lot of time. So Cerebro is a great one. Um, when you're working on recrafting your listings, which is honestly step one of succeeding on Walmart, um, X-ray, um, just for your, for your product research. And, you know, even if you're, you already know what product you're selling, cause you have them on Amazon, but just to know what the competition looks like and what you should focus on, um, you know, being able to see, you know, the amount of sellers that, are WFS, you know, the amount of sellers that are, you know, what the average price points on, you know, just having an easy view of that, um, being able to just see, you know, which listings have rich media, which listings don't, um, gives you a good understanding of, you know, it gives us when we're doing product research, like this is, this, this product is pretty competitive on page one and, you know, we should go the extra step with all this, or this Mm -hmm. product isn't as competitive. You know, we don't have to, you know, do everything up front. Like, let's just get those listings up and then, you know, we'll work on adding in rich media and, uh, you know, WFS later. So I'm really using that, um, having a good understanding of what, you know, the platform, you know, what, what the environment is for these listings. I'm just using x-ray. Um, for that is obviously really helpful. Um, you, you'll see there's a lot of different information um, X-Ray gives you, and each one of those like is helpful to just understand how to best use the platform. So definitely um, okay. take a look at that stuff. 
Excellent, excellent. So now, you know, in a part, uh, apart from just selling on all these platforms, you've also started your own Walmart agency slash agencies. I'm not sure if it's one or, or more. I know you've got one for like refunds and different things, but but what what are you guys doing there now? Now that you know, since you are one of the kind of most experienced Walmart sellers out there, what kind of things are you helping uh, other sellers with? So what we've realized is like after um, you know understanding the Walmart platform, having all our brands on there, is there was no real services that really understood Walmart. Um, to, you know, help with different parts of it. Um, so um, we, you know, we took on a few large accounts um, and we started managing those. Um, it went really well. So we launched our, our Walmart agency and our Walmart agency is really a full service agency. It comes from, we, we work with like the sellers to just really recraft all all their listings specifically for Walmart and then, you know, work on monthly management of their listings. Um, you know, Walmart's, con- it's, I like to say that it's, a little more complex than Amazon in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, it, it, the revenue isn't there sometimes to justify all the complications and, you know, all the intricacies of Walmart. Um, and for a lot of sellers, you know, they're b- very busy with Amazon or they don't have a catalog that's big enough where it really makes sense to stay on the edge of like what's happening with Walmart. Um, so, you know, we kind of noticed that that was a really big opportunity there. And, um, you know, sellers want to get, you know, want to obviously get that extra revenue from Walmart, but it's also about like, you want to have your brand set up properly on Walmart now so you could grow with the platform. So that's what we've been doing. We've been working mainly with Amazon sellers who already have, you know, large, you know, or just catalogs of product with, you know, they have their products, they have their supply chain set up, they already have good quality content. Um, so mm-hmm. we're able to just transition those quick, pretty quickly over into Walmart, make those listings, you know, really stand out on Walmart um, really well and, you know, manage those listings monthly. And as, you know, different changes with Walmart happen, as, you know, they're launching new content and discoverability guidelines and, you know, as they're launching different, you know, edits to their algorithm or, you know, updates with advertising, whatever that might be, um, we're able to kind of, you know, transition into that quickly and um, really um, scale these brands on Walmart. So it's been pretty cool to be on, you know, you know, there's a limit how much you could do with your own brands and your own products on Walmart, but it's been pretty cool to help, you know, brands that already have strong products, have strong catalogs, really do well on walmart.com and set them up for success on walmart.com. So that's been um, cool. Um, it's led um, by most part by, you know, my brother and our team behind there. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been going really well. Part of our agency is we, we did launch a refund tool um, for um, Walmart as well, which is, you know, we realized like since we were the first batch of sellers in WFS program, we realized like we're starting to lose a lot of money um, just, you know, with just things that happen when you're using a fulfillment service. Um, and there was nothing, and nobody really had any, nobody had any service at all to help with that. So we launched the first Walmart reimbursement tool. So when everybody comes out in a year and says they're the first one, just remember we're the first one. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's called refund stacker. And um, um, yeah, we've been able to get back, you know, especially because WFS is new. Um, there's just, you know, some things that are just not as streamlined yet. So um, we, you know, we really dove into it and um, been able to get some good money back um, for our account. So yeah, that's been cool as well. Cool. All right. So how can people find uh, these links on the interwebs? So out there? For, our, for our agency, um, go to sellcord.co, S-C-L-L, cord, C-O-R-D.co. Um, I think we're on the QM10 directory or we'll be on there. Um, so 
you could check us out there. Um, you could schedule a call to kind of um, speak to us um, to get, you know, more, more information, uh, you know, if your catalog is something that we would work with and, um, you know, um, what the pricing would be like. But um, yeah, um, you know, clients have really been liking it. You know, we we set when we started the, the agency, I always said like, like I, we've used so many agencies, like let's set this up in a way where everything we didn't really like about agencies um, and working with some agencies in the past is from the seller side of things. We don't operate like that. So um, it's been a pretty cool working experience and it's been cool to just, you know, be, you know, be more involved in the growth of Walmart. So. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, Michael, thanks for coming on here. And and obviously you are, you know, a few years, been 21 now. So uh, don't forget to, uh, or stop forgetting to invite me when you come out here in San Diego. The club and stuff. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. All right. And, um, it, it's been great to see, you know, see you and your, and your brother, you know, like at events, it's like funny, you know, we went to Chicago, Vegas twice, and you guys are like at every place. And it's great that the world is somewhat getting back to normal, but, um, congratulations on all your success uh, online. And thanks for the, the help with Walmart and consider Walmart because it's a, it's a great platform to sell on. Michael, we'll see you uh, maybe in about a year and let's see what's new in your world. Awesome. We'll be in touch. Thanks Bradley. Once again.